0: Welcome in to episode 32 of the Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolath. And it is All Hallows Eve tonight. Or it was, maybe, depending on when you heard this, but we're releasing this on October 31st, which is a, uh, a special night for kids all over the country and also for uh, some guys from Athens.
1: Yeah, Halloween is probably the this for me has always been the show that to look forward to every year. Um, you know, New Year's Eve runs are great, and obviously there's a lot of great playing and uh, you know Red Rocks and Oak Mountain and some of the other stuff. But Halloween is the thing, and I guess it you know like we talked about last episode, you know it really becomes uh, a show that people want to get to. You know, in '96 or and and after after the. The onslaught of classic rock covers begins. Um, But even before that, you know, so many great shows, um, 92, 93, 94, are all really solid. And and fun shows, too. The band clearly embraces it. They have a really good time. They pick fun songs to play. They get into costume. And obviously fans love it, too.
0: So we can kind of get into a little bit of the different um, shows as we go through. Uh, We have a lot of music this week, so... um, we're going to try to keep the talking to a minimum so that we can keep the the episode under, you know, three hours. <laughs> um, but want to touch on a few things as we go through. Um, part of the, you know, trick-or-treat here on the Bluest Tape is instead of what maybe you expected this week, which would have been, you know, all of our favorite covers and bust-outs from Halloween's, over the years, we are actually going to do the opposite. We are going to just play some of our favorite um, standard rotation songs played on Halloween nights or you know so Halloween celebrations um, from over the years. So uh, it was my my harebrained idea, and Jeff was willing to go along with it. But I think the main thought was there are so many of those. Bust, you know the sort of bust outs it's like, and I don't even know how you rank them, you know uh, because they they're so special in the moment, and sometimes when you go back and listen to them, they're not quite as good as you remembered sometimes they're better, but um you know, I think most people have probably heard uh, all those songs, and so what we you know what our mission here on the Blue tape is to bring you maybe stuff you haven't heard before. And um, so that's what we're going to try to do this week too with uh, with our Halloween stuff.
1: So we just got to say we're not going to play uh, bust-out songs, but I guess I'm just going to ask you, what what is your favorite bust-out cover that Panic has done on Halloween? You can go back as far as you want, and it doesn't have to be a show that you were actually in attendance.
0: Well, I think I'll probably say – Oh man, that's tough. I think I have to choose one that I was in attendance for just because I think it makes it even more special. Uh, I would probably put the two, if I had to choose one, I'm going to probably choose two. And that would be uh, LA Woman in 97 and uh, Sympathy for the Devil in 2000. Just because that 2000 it was just such a, that you know, the first two nights were so crazy and then just like, kicking things off with sympathy uh, to start the the third night was just out of control and um, and on the flip side in 97 with LA Woman it was just such a great show from start to finish and then just to close things out um, with uh, you know another Doors cover and you know JB just screaming out that may be the one for me what about you Jeff?
1: Um, I guess I go back to '98 just because that was the first one that I went to. And I mean, that was a massive undertaking for us to, to schlep from central Wisconsin, you know, west central Wisconsin all the way to basically following the Mississippi River all the way down and, uh, to get to New Orleans. And, you know, for us, first time in the city and not really knowing what we were doing or where to stay or what to, you know, any, any of that. Um, it just well, always, you know, it's good memories, but um, Peace Frog Blue Sunday in the first set mm. and, you know, Red Hot Mama Superstition in the second. But I I just truly love the driving over the hills and far away driving in the encore. It's just, it was one of my favorite things. It's my probably one of my two or three favorite Zeppelin songs and it was just a perfect thing. It's like, again, we've talked about it so many times, it's like panic just seems to know. They can like reach into your soul and be like, what's the one thing we can do to make this trip perfect? And it's like, oh, we'll play driving song because you just spent 22 hours in a car. Oh, let's just throw your favorite Zeppelin song in it and, and make it go. It's like, they just they just know. Um, but I will say that I'm going to pick one that I wasn't in attendance for. And I think Godzilla from 97 is just uh-huh. literally just... If... To be... to a, It's just truly shows you know the whole how much panic appreciates the music like that it's a freaking blue oyster cult song and it's a great blue oyster cult song and it's like they just they play it they play it loud you know it's just there cuz you know kids, perfect for so, halloween it's perfect. for kids. It's show business. So play fun stuff. Have a good time. It doesn't all need to be cerebral. You know, even though I make it out to be sometimes I'm talking to myself when I say that, by the way. Um, but it, uh, it's just, it's, it was such a great pick. It's such a fun song. I had that tape and I used I used to, it was, I always had a, one of those little case logic, 10 cassette, like, um, Holder things with like the zipper on it, the soft sided zipper, like the single, it's
0: like a single row, single stack. Yeah, exactly. Of
1: yeah. And I kept that in my Pontiac Grand Am for years. And like my first show from the Barrymore in Madison and like this tape were in that car forever. And I was like, I played Godzilla so many times and I played it so loud and I just love it. It's so good. Um, it's heavy and it just is, it's a perfect Halloween cover. So personal show i went to i'll go with over the hills but for overall i i love godzilla all
0: right good stuff all right well um we're gonna start things off like i said we got a lot of music so we got to get to it Um, (laughs) yes we do because and there are things that i want to say in between them too so um we're gonna we're gonna play two two segments here to get started uh the first one from uh 1993 at the uh in Missoula, Montana uh, on Halloween and then the second segment is going to be from Halloween night uh, in Athens, Georgia in 1995 so the 93 show um, in Missoula we're going to pick things up um, one set show and um, this is you know, in the first half of the show. And, um I mean, this show is really good from start to finish. And I feel like it's got sort of all of the classic Halloween pieces in it. You know, you've got lawyers, guns and money. You've got Sweet Leaf. You've got Coconut, Werewolves. Um It's just, it's a great show. And I think it was the very first live panic tape that I ever had was... Like the second tape of this show, which probably started with maybe it started with Coconut, and so it was like Coconut, Sweet Leaf, Travel Night, Driving, BFD, Driving, Time is Free, Papa's Mercy, Werewolves, Last Dance. Pretty good, uh, pretty good indoctrination for me in the the lives. Like, I might need to start collecting more of these live tape things, (laughs) and then and then uh, with the 95, we'll pick uh, things up with the. The opener of that show from 1031.95. But first, Missoula, Montana, October 31st, Halloween, 1993. here on Halloween.
1: Widespread Panic on Halloween 1993, the University Center Ballroom at the University of Montana, Missoula, um, right in the middle of the set, Heaven into Me and the Devil Blues. And then the next segment was Jumping Two Years Ahead, um, 1995, a show we just played in our um, uh, Danny and Eric Bloodkin um, episode from the Classic Center um, in Athens, Georgia. Right at the start of the show, with their good friend David Blackman on fiddle, driving song, Junior driving song. Harvey, got anything to say about these shows? Yeah,
0: sure. So the '93, like I said, is you know sort of a special place in my heart. But I really like the um, the jam between Heaven and Me and the Devil. That school sort of kicks off, and then Mikey takes sort of into the next takes the next gear on that. And um, cool to sort of, I mean, obviously heaven and me and the devil who sort of got a um, you know duality situation for Halloween um, you know going the two different directions and it's also opposite of how they close out the Space Wrangler album which is me and the devil into heaven so um, cool to see that sort of played backwards here in the the Halloween 93 and then um, yeah the 95 stuff is great with with blackman really nice way to get things going um really like some of jb's vocals on the second half of driving um here so uh that was a good um a good little segment i like at the beginning of um of uh of the 95 so it's the opener from 95 the driving junior driving you hear um jb um uh, saying happy Halloween everybody in his chicken outfit doing the gobble gobble (laughs) I always (laughs) thought that was funny (laughs) so um, yeah like I think I remember seeing the set list from this 95 run um, and that being sort of like you know knew that Halloween was sort of a deal but like uh, this seems like really kind of a, a big deal maybe you know it was sort of one of the first years where I was kind of hyper aware of um setless and just you know the different shows and so it was like man, you know we need to probably go to a halloween show and um didn't get there till 97 and probably it was the show the next year that um that really took it to the next level and made me say well i think wherever they're going to play in 97 i'm going to be there and it, it worked out that it was my hometown but um yeah so um uh, so that's what we're going to do next, is move to the next year, which is uh, 1996, uh, right smack dab in the middle of uh, one of our favorite tours of all time. Certainly one of mine. Um, we uh, we played some stuff from a couple nights after the show in Columbus, the November 2nd uh, segment that uh, we played on the Mikey's Picks. And then um, the night... The night after this in Milwaukee, Eleven One is a really good show. That was one of the official releases by the band. Um I think is this was this one official release? they do a port songs release on this yes. Halloween? I think they did, yeah. Yeah they did. Um so uh so yeah so the big you know the big story in that ninety six show um obviously it was sort of the the start of the uh the seventies rock um uh, where you have uh radar love to kick things off um on the second set and you have uh riders on the storm in the encore so um i would say oh it's space trucking too right so
2: mm-hmm.
1: some
0: deep purple coming at you um
1: <laughs> and don't forget chic um yeah. which which wasn't a it's the second time they ever played chic which was you know if you want to hear Sonny sing and you want to hear Sonny sing his easy top song,
2: uh-huh.
0: um, this yeah. is your chance. <laughs> <laughs> Me, not so much, but yeah, sure. To and own.
1: it's hard to, I thought for, I mean, I just looked, they've only played that song four times. I thought, God, I thought they played it more than that, but uh,
0: some might say four times too many. <laughs> um, so we are going to, uh, play the very end of the second set here. And, um, you got a, uh, a chili sandwich around drums and this is coming out of that uh, to close out the second set.
1: panic at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, Illinois, Halloween 1996. The last two songs of the second set, Hatfield, into Conrad, and at this time, I was not super, shall we say, connected. Um, and I don't know if I saw this set list until I got the tape, but I will, f- will say that one of the guys that lived in Traveling Companions and the guy that lived in my dorm at school, he actually got the entire fall tour on a tape tree.
0: Oh wow! Were
1: we ever part of a tape tree?
0: I mean, I think the only ones I ever participated in, you know, just crashed and burned. Because um, one of the things is like hard to. It was like a. It was like a um,
1: chain letter. Chain letter, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like
0: you have like one one bad apple just throw the whole tree out of whack. But yeah, no, I think I participated in some.
1: That's right, but I mean, this thing worked like a champ. He sent off, you know, a whole box of XL twos, and then guy sent them all back. And he uh, made tape covers for him, got the whole tour. And, and actually for a long time before some of this stuff started to come out, that was the only time I had ever heard of a handful of shows, like the last show of the tour, 11.9.96 and 10.15.96 mm-hmm. um, for sure, which took a long time to come out until, until we got that tape, I think from Seth Berman and put it out. So, um, But yeah, I remember seeing this on paper and it was sort of like, wait a second, this is classic rock radio and it's just and <laughs> mixed it's a, it's in with it's a, all the
0: best panic songs ever
1: yeah exactly and it's it's a great show it's super fun and it's kind of again what what you hope halloween might be and you know clearly the band and especially jb seemed fairly fairly engaged in uh in this set
0: yeah i really i mean the the second set of oh, the first set's great too but i love Um, you know, the ain't life grand is really high energy as is the port song. And then the Greta has like a real long, um, clavinet intro that, uh, that sort of like builds up and then, uh, Todd kind of kicks the drums in right, right at the spot. It's, I've always, always enjoyed that version. Um, and then, like I said, the chili sandwich around drums and then that Hatfield where, um, like JB was definitely feeling it. And then closing up with Conrad is a, is a good way to close the sh- close the second set.
1: So we'll jump ahead a year, and you know, again, we were talking about Halloween was a thing, and it were shows that people either looked forward to, or obviously the tapes were were, were pretty highly sought after because of the covers and, and just the level of play that the band tended to bring to the bring to the table, but. Halloween didn't become like Halloween all caps underlined until it went to New Orleans and it's just, yeah. it's the perfect place. And even though, you know, the band still does, does shows on inner, you know, on Halloween or around Halloween and they moved it around and have played different places, played Vegas and some other stuff. Like it's just, it's, it's not the same. I, I mean, those, the 97, 98, 99, 2000 runs are just I wouldn't say they're the end all be all, but it's pretty hard to knock those four, you know, one show, two shows, and then the three shows in 99 and 2000. It's pretty hard to knock those down um, and say that there's any better runs than those in terms of the Halloween or really, frankly, any run period. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know that you could... Definitely, I think, like, the, the world shifted a little on its axis in that 97 show. You know, like, yeah. it just, it was a little bit different. <laughs> Everything was a little bit different after that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I think they they realized it, and everybody that was there realized it. And um, and I think you could, if you told me, like, you know, because we, we obviously, you know, we have access to, to almost every show they ever played. But, like, and there's no way to really compare... There's no other sort of compar- comparative... Uh, to To put it up against, but if you just said like all I could listen to for panic for like the rest of my life was the '97 through 2000 Halloween shows, I'd be like, okay, I can deal with that. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it really just has everything, and there's so little, um, so little soft spots. You know, there's there's rarely a, um, you know, a miss, a misstep, and um, certainly the show, I think, is. Uh, as far as one show goes, uh, it's hard to argue with, um, against any of those other ones and we've already played, um, some, you know, a pretty big segment from, uh, from the first set we did a map, Billy Willie Mammoth Diner, four corner, four cornered oh, use me from that Hauser show. And, um, I think we'll probably come revisit this show again, but, um, you, uh, you were pretty adamant on what the selection should be uh, for this, for this one.
1: I mean, it's just, the, I think the one thing that about this show that has always struck me is they picked, they picked two perfect songs to open their sets. Like they picked postcard, which is a fantastic opener and a highly underutilized opener. They didn't mm-hmm. do it too much. They didn't, haven't done it too many times and really just kind of doing a quick scan you know, it really only opened a handful of sets under, under Hauser. And then I don't think, and after Hauser's passing, it looks like they only, they didn't, didn't open a set until, you know, 2005. So it hasn't happened too many times, but postcard is a perfect opener period, but it is a brilliant opener for Halloween. But then like, and then again, I just waxed poetic about Godzilla before and I won't do it again, but it's a, it's a perfect way to open a Halloween set. So it's a, it's a strong thing, but I love the postcard and then I love the travel and light that come after this. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a classic, so I think everybody's going to enjoy it.
0: And after you enjoy that, we will play post-drums from the year after Halloween 1998. two segments from uno lakefront arena in new orleans louisiana the first was from halloween night in 1997 the very first songs that widespread panic ever played at lakefront arena postcard into traveling light and then you heard from the year after halloween 1998 you heard uh coming out of drums you heard climb to safety into love tractor from Ten thirty one ninety eight. so first things first 1997 we'd already sort of waxed poetic on uh that show as a whole but specifically awesome postcard opener and i think you could really tell on the tapes like the energy of the crowd and the back and forth i mean like hauser hits his first solo at a minute and it's like the whole place go, goes crazy <laughs> you're like this is the opener like we're like here we uh-huh. go you know i guess we're doing it um and then <laughs> uh obviously the you know the reactions to uh this town is nuts and i don't ever want to leave and um thousand costumes and i mean it was just just it was just the perfect song at the perfect moment and uh they just yeah they struck the note just perfectly and then um travel night like i said last week and you know not not my favorite song just average but this again i think is just a really good version i remember um at the show afterwards that like my my friend leaned over and was like man jojo really kind of went off (laughs) on that solo didn't he (laughs) and i was like yeah i think he kind of did so um that was a that was a great a great segment and then um do you have anything else on 97 before we move to 98
1: no, I mean I think we've 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 said. Exhausted. I mean, there, it. There's more to say, and we've said we talked about it when we played the segment before. And I think you're right; we'll probably come back to this show again. But um, the '98 show, you know, it's so. If you look at Everyday Companion, and if I told you, actually, I'll have you guess what is the highest last time played for this Halloween '98 show. Guess the number.
0: Um. Well, I mean, it was all like first time. There weren't any real yeah, like take out, quote unquote taking, bus out,
1: taking out the first time, you know, yeah. the, the, the first time played or the only time.
0: Plates. I mean, would maybe like like Pusher Man maybe be the biggest?
1: No, I it's mean, not Blue, it's a, it's blue Indian, Indian with six wow so if i told you i that was gonna you say would, like eight or something you yeah. you would put a show in the in the pantheon of great panic shows and the highest last time played was six you would probably think that i was you know borderline at that point um yeah, I mean, but, it's there, like,
0: but there are six first time played so that i mean yeah, that sort of balances out
1: <laughs> exactly but still it's sort of like it's like a 90 otherwise it's like a 94 show or something like that right, just like so. such low numbers Um, for last time played but um you know again we've i talked about over the hills and far away and some of the other stuff but um climb to safety in this spot out of drums is a perfect place for it you know um it's still one of my favorite songs that panic does still think it should have been the lead single until the medicine takes still think it's it's just it it is a it is a perfect a song that's perfect for them and again we've talked about the the, the relationship that they have with these great songwriters you know, like Vic and, and Danny and Eric and, and Jerry Joseph. And this of course is a Jerry Joseph song. And it's like, it's just the perfect song to come out of drums with. It's just in, you know, it's that opening lick. It's just, it's crunchy and it's a bit ferocious and it just, it's, it's a great place and it's a super, it's a great love tractor. And again, we've, we did a whole thing on fall 98 with Danny and the school's bombs and everything. And it's just, it's it all kind of comes together. This is a, this 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 is a special show, and it's a um, and it was a great night and proud. You know, it's it's a good memory, absolutely.
0: Yeah, there. Um, I mean, just from start to finish, you know, this was the first. Uh, cause they didn't play Fishwater in '97, so the One Arm Steve Fishwater opener. So you got that to kind of get things going. Big Monster Diner port song uh, in the middle of the first set. Then you got Peace Frog, and then. You know, what else can you say about the start of that second set? I mean, really the first, um, the first big, like horn type thing. first dirty what, dozen. Yeah. Oh, certainly the first yeah. dozen. But the first time you ever like really saw them like embrace the horns and yeah. obviously it worked well. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I mean, I just remember it was just like, it was so loud. It's just, just like, ah, you know, just like so much. It was perfect, you know, melding of sounds and, um, uh, and then, yeah, coming out of drums, there's just so much energy on this climb to safety. I just remember like the drum, like the beat, and the um, everybody was just so into it. It was great, and uh, and Love Tractor to to close things out. Uh, this is I can um, not every show can I put myself back in the moment, but I can definitely put myself. Uh, like I can remember exactly where I was and how I felt uh, for this climb to safety in '98
1: yeah this is this is a great great show overall and definitely one of the better ones that i was lucky enough to see and yeah i think you're right it's sort of putting yourself back in that moment it's pretty easy to do again remembering where you're sitting who you're with like stuff that happened in and around it you know yeah the only thing that I would have changed about this weekend is where we stayed because we didn't know what the hell we were doing, so we, you know
0: so did you were you like were you like the fish hippies that went down there in <laughs> jazz fest and slept in Jackson Square or and like <laughs> no, had drum we were, circles and shit? I
1: think we were in like Metairie or something like that oh, met yeah, sorry Metry. we didn't know what we were doing, but I just remember going down to bourbon Street for the first time and like this is a whole other planet mm-hmm. um, but yeah, good times so Anyway, so we go jump ahead a year and we won't bore the fans with the argument we had offline about Halloween 99, but um I well we, I'll uh, just I'll just say that I feel <laughs> like it
0: is like, you know, unfairly underrated in the, you know, sort of outshone, outshone by the the years around it. I think from start to finish the three nights are uh, well, I mean they were just really good. I'm not going to say they're better or, or than any of the other ones, but this is the first three-night run uh, that they had done for Halloween in, uh, in new Orleans. And, um, I think the Halloween night is like, I don't know there's like, there's no weak spot. I mean, that's like the perfect cellist. I mean, literally like, look at it. What do you, I mean, Ike maybe blue Indian as the third song you would say is, is a yawner, But I mean,
1: I don't know. Uh, you, I mean, you'll be fine. Is on your perfect setlist. Okay. Well,
0: no, I mean you gotta take a breath. Like, you know, impossible. you can't go Jeff, you can't go Impossible Pigeons Greta Fantasy Conrad. I mean, you need to have something in there to just like, okay. It's all right, you know. Okay, now we'll do it again. I mean, <laughs> it's
1: just so good. Hey, Drew, like uh my son uh can't say the word breather, so he says you need to have a breather every once in a while. You do so like, You're right, you need to have a breaver. Yeah. Um but uh you made the selection for this show and you picked what i think is the best part of this show um, and that is a, a massive pre-drums pilgrims
0: yeah they um they had sort of gotten into the habit of like the year before it was um was a radio child i think they did a big long yep. jam out of radio child into yep. drums and so uh pilgrims was the vehicle in uh in 99 and uh, there's some cool uh, teases and things going on, um, by schools and, but this is just a, this is really, really great, great stuff.
1: Panic Halloween 1999 UNO Lakefront Arena New Orleans Louisiana Um, pre-drums happy child into pilgrims Um, only the second time that pilgrims went into drums and well worth the wait whatever you want to say about it it is a monster about what 16 minutes give or take something like that Um, and I love it when Panic takes a song and then finish basically finishes the song and then takes a completely different direction and that's really what happens in this in this version. Um, it just goes it is it is a true jam in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and it's it's great stuff and again like you had said we were talking about Offline um, kind of did that the year before too with Radio Child um, taking a normal rotation song that, some, that really isn't frequently been before drums and, and turning it into a vehicle for expansion um which is always welcome.
0: Yeah. Now this was. uh I remember like as they continue to jam like I was it still pilgrims like did they play another song or what? <laughs> but um cuz you're just not used to to getting that kind of, you know, not not your traditional jam vehicle. But um this is a great uh great segment. So um yeah, I think that's that's it. We got one more segment to play. We're gonna play sort of as we wrap things up, but uh, from the from the year two thousand, um, which I feel like uh, two thousand was sort of like all bets are off at that point. You know, I mean, like I, I can remember because it was a little weird because they had Halloween scheduled for Austin, right? For Austin city limits on 1031 and so they had the three nights in new orleans of 1027 through 1029 and it was like well i mean do you think is it going to be quote unquote halloween like are we going to get like our traditional covers and like craziness and did they answer that from the (laughs) get-go it was
1: like uh yeah
0: yeah don't worry we got it guys
1: yeah i mean literally i thought the roof was going to come off the, the sweet leap opener the opening night like it was just it was crazy and then i will say that like the happiest i think i've ever seen a massive group of people was the lawyers guns and money yeah and at, at the at the second night because i was on the floor and i was rarely i was typically we sat up and it was on the floor and the first set was the, that second night like the junko Mardi Gras New Orleans just kind of a mess and um but Surprise Valley, Hatfield, Parsons was good, and like Parsons was wrapping up, and like every half of people, right? it seemed like they were on the floor, like going to the bathroom, yeah. and all of a sudden, like there was the long pause. But before "Lawyers, Guns, and Money," the band didn't leave the stage, and they started it, and it was like dead sprint. People were just flying back from the bathroom to try to come back in time for "Lawyers, Guns, and Money." It was just it was completely out of left field, and it was it was in a word, awesome. It was such a such such a cool thing, and then the, and then you talked about the sympathy opener, the last night, and you know start to finish again, uh, just another great show, and you know you you can take all this together from these three nights, but it it was definitely the best three show run that I've ever saw, I've ever seen. So it was it was it was pretty pretty incredible. It was uh, it was
0: cool to, to hear. You can really you can hear it on the on the tapes, like the 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 different. Reaction of the crowd to lawyers versus sympathy, yeah. and it was like the the lawyers was like immediate. You know, like as yeah. soon as they hit it, it was like, yep. what? Like that was literally like, <laughs> that's how the crowd sounded. And then, but then sympathy was, it was like sort of like a slow buildup with like the shaker and the drums. Yep. And you're like, you're like, what well, is this? Well, this really, it sounds like it, but it's not, it can't be, you know? And it was just like more and more people like started thinking that what it was, and then just like slow build up to like, to just mania, you know, once you, mm-hmm. once he started singing. So just cool. Those are two, literally two of my favorite moments, like, you know, short of the birth of my children and (laughs) marrying my wife. Like those are probably the next two, (laughs) my next two favorite moments.
1: I would put them, yeah, I mean, i put them up there too. I mean, aside from all of that and Indiana beating Duke in the 2002 NCAA basketball tournament, um, Mm -hmm. definitely right up there. Um, again, Harvey, I'm not a Kentucky fan, so I don't have national championships every year. It's like, it's hard, like yeah, because what do.
0: happens so often, it's hard to really, you know, because they, they lose some of their lust. It's <laughs> like, oh, here we go again, another title.
1: <laughs> I don't have that luxury. But anyway, um, what were... Well, look, look there... at
0: least you didn't pay players to come play for your team or hire strippers to come to your <laughs> dorm rooms.
1: Sorry. Uh, that is true that is true and and, and your good friends uh, Mr. Spistino, uh, Mr. Spatino and Jurich have finally gotten theirs, Yeah, um, it seems like so well de- um, well well deserved well deserved it's been years years in the making <laughs> but it finally happened um but we're going to play a segment that of a we're going to play a song that we've talked about a lot we've played a couple times um but to me this is out of take you take out the covers and, you, and the bust outs and you know everything else and that includes lawyers and includes sympathy and just sort of the organic rotation song what this the last night in new orleans galleon out of drums still remains to me as sort of one of the, the biggest surprise um you know, again, there's been a couple of those moments. I mean, for some reason, I always thought Glory post drums at that Deer Creek show in 2001 was the strangest thing. But mm-hmm. this, this in retrospect, still has to be um, one of the strangest things that we've seen. Well, it was right. such. I mean, yeah, it's just
0: like because they had gotten into a pattern, right, with yeah.
1: how the Halloween
0: shows were. It was um, had gotten pretty consistent, right? Like you would get a um, a late first set bust out. And then usually they would start the second set with some bust out Mm -hmm. and then they would come out of drums with something. Maybe it wasn't a big cover, but maybe they'd bring something back. Like in 97, they brought back heaven. 98, they did the big climb to safety. 99 was what gilded with the, Mm -hmm. with the wild magnolias. And then, you know, then encore, you get one or two maybe big things, but after the you know, and so 2000 had been such a blowout, like from start to finish. And then you had the big sympathy to start off. Like the rest of that show was pretty straightforward. I mean, it was good. Um, you had the dirty dozen stuff in the second set, but there hadn't been any other, um, big, um, you know, lack of a better term bust outs. And so coming out of that drums, there was a lot of anticipation, right? Cause you, they hadn't really done anything else. and, we'll start this off. There's a real long, um, sort of bass and drums and then, uh, jam out of that that schools leads. And, um, there's a sunshine go away today tease. And then a pretty significant other one jam at, at the end of that at the end of that jam. And so, I mean, at that point you're pretty amped up, right? Like, Oh yeah, maybe are they going to actually play the other one, you know, like what's the, and, um, but instead, they just drop in the galleon, and it's like, okay, oh, whatever, you know. And so, I, there was a, there was like a pirate ship on stage, right? So, yep. I mean, that was yep. that sort of tied it all together. And then, um, and I thought that also sort of uh, made the point during the encore when when I, uh, it was all time low, band of the band on the run, and JB says, "That's
2: spooky enough for you." you know, it was like,
0: you know. <laughs> like it doesn't always have to be some big bust out. They can just like nail every song that they play. And that's pretty much what they did this night. Uh, even though they managed to, to throw in some pretty good covers too. But um, yeah, the one of the oddest choices, but, but, um, but definitely one of the, one of the sweetest too. So,
1: so if again it, feels, it feels strange. We've used so many superlatives in this episode, but I think you, especially talking about these new Orleans shows, but, those those of you listening that were not able to attend these shows but if, and haven't heard heard this music a lot but those that were there and listen to this stuff all the time you'll you'll those who know and those who are going to learn like this this is special stuff like this stuff only 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 happens once in a while it doesn't happen every night you know and and it doesn't happen every run and it, it certainly doesn't happen every year so i think um what i think what i hope we're getting across is 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 the specialness of all of this it's almost like
0: it's almost like ted came for two weeks and just all his positivity rubbed off
1: on us and now we're just like you know everything's great and perfect hyperbole galore (laughs) um yeah we'll get back to being negative next week but no i mean i think it's again it's it's personal for us because we were there, and and, and 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 that's obviously part of it. But it's also just like when this band was on and like on, you know, boldface. It is it, it never it didn't get much better. And 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 again, this the, this whole fall tour is, is fantastic, and obviously it closes out with an amazing run, um, an amazing show at Carbondale and the Champagne Show. And, but this is sort of that high water mark, and it really truly. You know you didn't it and it's sad to think that it didn't have it had less than two years after this happened you mm-hmm. know for this band but it really didn't get any better and, and 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 it's so it's 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 wonderful to be able to share that with all of you guys and and and, and i hope you enjoy this
0: yeah so we appreciate that um what we'll 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 end with this last segment um so I know this is probably going to be I don't know exactly how long but this is certainly going to be our longest episode ever so thanks for bearing with us Uh, thanks for bearing with me as I'm battling this crud that my petri dish children brought home (laughs) and um I know that I'm not it's not the normal dulcet tones that you get from me but thanks for that definitely check out the website bluestape.com find us on Facebook follow us on Twitter interact tell us what you like what you don't like tell your friends and um Thanks for joining us. Happy Halloween, everybody. 1029. 99. I remember, yeah. like, because um, that was the first set of the run, and I remember at set break feeling like my chest cavity was going to collapse. <laughs> like, it was so loud, and schools was, I think, like, so loud in the mix. I mean, it, it wasn't, like, muddy, but it was just, like, boom. Yeah. And, like, holy shit, I can't get through, like, six sets of this. Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> so, I don't remember. I think I kind of came through on the tapes, but.